What's good, everyone? Hope all is well with you all. That's a lot of alls, but trying to include all. This is Scout Team Sports. I am your host, DeValian. We are getting into it. We got a recap last weekend, and then, of course, we will get into the championship Sunday in the NFL. So first, go back. Uh, I was four for four in the divisional round. How about that? Um, Again, Starting with the Buccaneers and the Saints, I like I said, I didn't want to be right about that, but I just, you know, that hard to beat a team three times in one season and and just the way that, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't think Breeze was 100%. He just looked frantic. He looked frantic out there. He looked like he was just almost like in a panic and he was just trying too hard. It just didn't seem like a smooth Drew Breeze. It didn't seem like the Drew Breeze that cool, calm, collective, fiery, yet, you know, he knows what he's doing. Um, so getting into that game, I really thought that because of running game and defense was the main thing. Saints defense came to play, no doubt, in my mind. But their running game was almost non-existent. And they knew and they had seen, they should have known, that the Bucks were the softest on defense at in the running game, in the run defense. Um, but came come third quarter and on, I mean, when, when, when the Saints were up 20 to 13, they kept passing on almost every down. And then the Bucks get the ball back, run the football mainly, and they get a touchdown and they tie it up. Saints get the ball back, tied 2020, they pass on every single down. They literally don't run the ball. And I'm like, you know, for all the talk that Alvin Kamara gets as being this great dual threat, seems to me like he's only a singular threat because he's used in the passing game almost like 99% of the time. Like he's using the passing game, but they don't use him to run between tackles. And because of the injuries, I get that the injuries were a factor, but you know what they wanted what they wanted is you know you know their perfect scenario which is what they had to start the game was you would have Latavius Murray run between the tackles and you'd have Alvin Kamara run out in space and catch passes well Latavius Murray goes down so Alvin Kamara needs to carry the load or need to put somebody else in there to carry the load but it's still not going to be that good but here's the thing Alvin Kamara can run between the tackles I don't know if you why you was worried about saving him for something. Alvin Kamara can run between the tackles, but instead they put Alvin Kamara out wide or in the slot, and they would pass when they were tied 20-20. They passed every single down. I watched that. They passed every single down. They did not run the football, and that cost them. The Bucks were just the Bucks were ready because all they they really knew they had to do was defend the pass. And when you know a team is going to be one dimensional, it is easier. Not saying it's easy, but it's easier. It's easier when you don't have to run about the run game or the passing game, just one or the other. And they didn't have to worry about the run game. And so they just, they were, it was so easy. To, I mean, Drew just looked predictable and he looked frantic and he looked panic. And it just, that was, that was just really bad. Um, so I'm I'm very disappointed in the fact that Sean Payton didn't run the football that much in the third quarter. And I think that was where it did him in. So then the Bucks get the ball back again, kick a field goal. They're up 23 uh, to 20. And, of course, now you know the Saints ain't going to try to run the football now. You know they ain't going to try to run the football. So it's pass, pass, pass. And uh, eventually the Bucks get the ball back, get another touchdown. It's running game and defense. That's how they won. Uh, everybody's going to probably want to give uh, a lot of credit to Tom Brady. Look, he's still doing it. He's still making the Super Bowl. Look, he's 
winning now because he doesn't have to work that hard. He's and in, in my opinion, the most of the times when he won a Super Bowl, he didn't have to work that hard because he had a surrounding cast around him. It's a football team for a reason, not a football player that wins a Super Bowl. So now that he's got offensive weapons and now that he's got somewhat of a defense, I won't say they're the greatest, but there is a good defense. They got this far. He doesn't have to work that hard. So, I mean, if you talk about just Tom Brady just having to game manage, that's easy for him. That is so easy for him. It's ridiculous. So that's really all he had to do in this game because defense did their part in making the Saints one-dimensional. Well, the Saints shot themselves in the foot, making themselves one-dimensional, especially in the third quarter when they had the lead. And then Ronald Jones and company, Leonard Fournette, just ran the football. Tom Brady, in my opinion, didn't do that much. I know what the stats say, but that's not much, especially for Tom Brady. And really, if you watch the game, he didn't have to do much because the running game and the defense took care of the job. He didn't have to do much. So the running game and defense, in my opinion, won the game last week against Washington and then won the game this week. Not Tom Brady in the passing game. The running game of the Bucks and their defense is what won them their two playoff games so far. That's why they're in the NFC Championship, not Tom Brady. It's great that Tom Brady didn't make any mistakes, didn't throw any picks like he has done every time against the Saints. So if you want to give him credit for that, fine. But who actually made the plays and who actually did what they needed to do to ensure a football victory, it was the running game and the defense. It wasn't Tom Brady in the passing game. And yes, he has weapons, so when he needs to go to them, he can go to them, and there's no pressure because all he knows, well, if they get in the, in the bind, they can run the football. Or they know if they get in the bind and have to punt the ball, their defense will do the job. That's a lot easier to play quarterback when you know those two things are true. So Buccaneers get the win, 30-20. Like I said, running game of defense, and the Saints were just not themselves. And I, that's why I didn't pick them because I didn't think they were going to be themselves. And... Drew Brees was just not 100%, and um, I think him not being 100% messed with him mentally as well as it did physically, and that's unfortunate that I think this is it for him as far as uh, him retiring. But Bucks get the win, and they're advancing. Your other NFC matchup was the Rams at the Packers, and that one happened like I thought it would. Uh, You know, I figured Packers and Packers offense and Rams defense would go at it, but the Rams offense cannot get past the Packers defense. And that's saying something um, because I still don't really have that much faith in the Packers defense, but they came to play. And, you know, once, once Green Bay got up ahead, a couple of touchdowns to me, it was pretty much over. That was, that was it. You know, it was Rams offense. Wasn't going to be able to do anything. Jared Goff couldn't do anything. Or even if he tried, he really just didn't seem like he was that good or couldn't play that well. They don't really have a star running back. Brown is okay, but he's not, He's not he's not the Todd Gurley of old. <laughs> Just put it that way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I wasn't surprised. You know, I don't care what they say about uh, Aaron Donald, you know, playing through it and being tough. You know, the fact that his ribs were hurt, that affects your breathing. And that that's a that's a major factor when it comes to playing football. So I just think that the, the Packers were just having that bye week really helped them rested. Everybody's ready to go. And uh, they just proved that they were the better team. So you've got the Buccaneers and the Packers in the NFC Championship game. We move on to the AFC. And, uh, of course, and yeah, I picked who I picked. But there was something, one thing that should have happened. First, let's go with, to 
what I knew would have happened or what I believed would have happened and um, in impressive fashion. And that was the Ravens at the Bills. Like I said, I was really happy for Lamar Jackson. He got his first playoff win. I really wish he wasn't meeting the, the Bills in the second round, but that's what happened. And I predicted the Bills would win, and that's what happened. Uh, not much offense, but the Bills are just this adaptable, strong defensive team to where they'll get the job done anyway they have to. They can win a shootout. They've proven that in the past in the regular season. Or they can win a knockdown, drag-out fight, a close game. Um, Bill's offense only scored 10 points. And, of course, the pick six that Lamar Jackson threw in the end zone, um, to, and they ran it back 101 yards, and that was the game 17-3. So they just shut down the Ravens' offense. Uh, Ravens' defense didn't play that bad, but, you know, you know, yeah, you only held the opposing team to 10 offensive points. But, you know, when your your offense isn't doing anything, you know, you, you're just defeated because you don't play offense. You don't score the points on a regular. Um, but their defense did. Got one pick six, and, and, you know, that was it. You know, Ravens played hard, I believe, um, but it just wasn't enough. They just fell to a superior team. There's really not much more to it than that. Um Josh Allen being poised, you know, regardless of minor mistakes here and there. But um, solid game. Like I said, every game is not going to be pretty for them. But I just think that they're so versatile that they can win any way. They can win a short, uh, I mean, a low-scoring game, knock down, drag out defensive fight, run the football, protect the football. They can do that well, even though they make mistakes here and there. Um, Or they can win a shootout. Um, I think they're just versatile enough to do it any which way they need to. Um, So the Bills get the... Win over the Ravens 17 to 3. Now, here's where it gets crazy. Of course, everybody's saying it. I know. Um, Browns at Chiefs. First of all, I don't care if you were successful in it way back when, or last week, or a day ago in practice. You are not Andy Reid. You are not allowed to allow your star quarterback to run a college football play in where he's running. No. No, 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 no. I don't care what you try to say to prove your innocence or it's okay and you're a coach or, you, you know, it's proven or, or it was educated or it was a good player. No, stupid. You don't run him in a football game. You don't allow him to run the football. Like that, not a college football play. If he's scrambling to the, he's trying to, he's going back to pass. He's scrambling to the outside. He wants to run up the sideline, get a few yards or something like that. Or the pocket breaks down and he splits up the middle and then he slides. That's fine. But an actual design run play for him didn't run it, not once, but because they got a touchdown on the first time, then they want to run it again. They're getting brave. Getting brave now. It's the NFL. That's what you got to prove yourself, especially in the divisional round. And so they run it again. And that's all a replay over and over again of the tackle. I think it was because he hit the he hit the ground when the when the uh Browns player pulled him down. He hit the ground, Mahomes hit the ground on the crown of his helmet. And people might not think that that's a big deal, but when you are not prepared for that and boom, right on the crown of your head and the crown of your helmet, I think that's what knocked him out. They were saying, where where, where did it happen? Andy Reid was saying the back of his head. I was like, well, how in the world in the back of his head? I saw that thing so many times. There's no time that he hit the back of his head. Um, or even the guy that was tackling him hit the back of his head because he got him around his neck, actually. So his neck, maybe it was his neck that was damaged. And because his neck was hurt, 
you know, that made his head hurt. I mean, the two things are connected. That's, that's not far-fetched. If you injure your neck, then your head hurts. That's, that's, that happens. Um, but I saw, to me, it was him hitting the crown of his forehead or the crown of the helmet. And, um, I think that's what knocked him out. And, uh, concussion out for the rest of the game. And, you know, even though I picked the Chiefs to win, I'm like, I'm a football guy in the sense that, okay, well, he's out, then, you know, the other teams should be the stronger team now, and they should be the victors. And it's not that I was rooting for the Browns or rooting for the Chiefs either. I didn't have a dog in a fight, but the Browns should have won that football game. There is no excuse for that. I know this is the new Browns, and, hey, it's good that they finally got to the playoffs for the first time in a long time, and they won an impressive playoff game against their rival, the Steelers, last week. But this was given to you on a silver Platter, not a platter, platter. It's fancy. You know, you you have to take advantage of things when they're given to you because you're not going to get those opportunities all the time. They, there is no excuse for the Browns not advancing to the AFC Championship game. They should have won the game once Pat Mahomes was out. And that offense, with, led by Baker Mayfield, uh, they should have had some. They should have had at least two more touchdowns of what the final score was. They should have scored at least two more touchdowns, at least, because the Chiefs' defense is not great. You got Honey Badger back there, who's really good. You got maybe one good defensive lineman, and that's it. Yeah, I said it. I don't care. I've seen the Chiefs' defense so many times this year, and they are not impressive to me. Okay, they stepped up somewhat in a game in the playoffs, but it's mainly because the Browns' offense did not take advantage when they should have. They did not do it when they should have. They weren't, whether it was the wrong play call, Baker Mayfield, somebody not running the wrong right routes. It just seemed like they didn't have their head in the game. Even when the defense gave them the ball, down 22-17, which was the final score, but down 22-17, and Chad Henning's in the game, playing in playing all guy all right driving down the field yeah got the field goal yeah okay but when when they get the ball back again again like 22-17 at that point Chad Henney throws an interception in the end zone totally overthrows his man totally overthrows the receiver and throws to a sitting back Carl Joseph in the end zone for a touchback interception and a touchback so you have it with 8 minutes to go with eight minutes to go, you have the ball down by five points and you can go and win the football game and they couldn't get it done. On a critical third down when he just threw to Kareem Hunt out of desperation was because that one D lineman, they let one D lineman in the middle and that's how you just the easiest way or the fastest way to disrupt a quarterback is to get pressure up the middle. One of the D, Chiefs D linemen, I don't remember who it was, got pressure up the middle, forced Baker Mayfield to throw too quick because his other receivers are going downfield trying to make a play. The mid, they said the middle of the field was going to be open. He didn't have time. So he kicked down, checked down to Kareem Hunt, and Kareem Hunt got stopped short of the first down marker. But here's my thing. How do you allow pressure up the middle, Brown's offensive line? Baker, you tell me you can't escape the pocket and make a play? You tell me you can't do that, especially at a critical time like this. That should have been like plan B. Okay, if they come with some pressure 
or if somebody come up the middle, I got to be able to scramble. I got to be able to do something to get out of the pocket so I can make a play or scramble or something. That's what that's what separates who's going to eventually be great from who's just going to be good or okay. You had the opportunity and you failed. And there, I guess they are assuming that they were going to get the ball back and then they didn't. Then Chad Haney started playing smart. Andy Reid started getting smart. Like, we need to lock this thing down now, not give them the ball back. So they punt the ball. Chiefs um, got a third and long. I think it was like third and 13. Chad Henning runs the football and then almost dies forward for the first down. And, yeah, great play by him. But, I mean, the Browns should have, shouldn't have let that happen either. How you going to let the backup quarterback get a first, almost a first down uh, to end the game by running the ball, breaking the pocket, breaking down, and you let him run like 13 yards and almost get the first down. So it gets down to fourth and one, and they run this, I don't want to say trick play, but mostly like a gimmick play. Um, and I think Shannon Sharp called it like sprint right option to where, you know, Kareem, uh, not Kareem, um, Khalil, uh, get it right, Tyreek Hill. There's too many Khalils and Hills and Hunts and, you know. But anyway, Tyreek Hill gets to the outside and they run this little gimmick play, kind of like a sprint right option. I know what that is because I played before. And they get the first down and they end the game. And I'm like, Brown's like, what, what's going on, man? Like, what? <laughs> that's what separates the good teams from the great teams. Because even with the, uh, the, the star quarterback out, they win the football game with the backup quarterback against what I thought was a very formidable Browns team. So Chiefs get the win, and I sweep the board 4-0 and on my predictions. But we are going to get into the predictions for the championship game, championship games, conference championship games, right on the other side of this break. Be back in a minute after a word from our sponsor. This is Scout Team Swartz. Scout Team Sports, and we are back at it. I shall not be before you long. Only have two games to predict here. But we start with the NFC Championship game that's going to play first on Sunday, this coming Sunday, Buccaneers at the Packers. Uh, This is a very interesting game because I look at both offenses and I think, okay, high-powered, different strengths. I would say Packers are more passing game than running game, but they have a good running game. The Buccaneers are more running game than passing game, but they do have a good passing game, good weapons that Tom Brady has to throw to. So then you look at the defenses, and, you know, both defenses played well uh, in their uh, wild, or Bucks in the wild card round, and, of course, the Packers and the Bucks in the divisional rounds. So if you're looking for a weakness, I would say it'd be between those two. Um, I can't say between either quarterback. They're different. Uh, Rod, they're both smart. Rodgers and Brady, both smart. They're both athletic. I definitely would give the edge, uh, even though they're both older, to Aaron Rodgers. Um, but they're both smart, both athletic, don't make many mistakes. Um, so you have to go to, you know, their running games. Their running games are both solid. I would say Aaron Jones for uh, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Jones for uh, the Packers uh, and company. And then Ronald Jones for the Bucks and company. Um yeah, I'd probably put him as a lead back over Fournette, or the, although Fournette is a factor. Um, wide receivers, I mean, it's just Devontae Adams, really, and then the other guys who are good. You know, they're good. Aaron Rodgers will find a way to utilize everybody, um, but they're not stars. And then you have Mike Evans, who leads the pack for the Buccaneers, but 
it doesn't seem like Tom Brady goes to him that often, or maybe he tries to, but he just can't. Um, so, and, you know, kind of leaning factors there. Uh, I'm like, I know that the Bucks defense played good against the Saints, but overall, they, they don't impress me as just a solid defense. Um, the Packers, again, played well against the Rams, but was it really that much of a challenge against the fickle Rams offense? Eh. Eh. So I, I really don't know, man. This one is a this one is a coin toss. Um But I think I'm gonna go with the Packers. I just think it's I just think Aaron Rodgers is just not gonna be denied at least until he gets to the Super Bowl. Uh I just think he's not gonna be denied in the NFC. He's gonna get there, he's got something to prove, the chip on his shoulder, the whole Jordan Love thing. Um you know, and, and that's not to say that Brady ain't going to come to play. Of course he is, but I just think that I think the Packers will probably have the ball last. Maybe they'll kick a field goal and win it. That's that's pretty much, I think, what it comes down to. I don't see the Packers running away with this. I don't see the Bucks running away with this. I don't see Rodgers or Brady outplaying each other. I think they're both going to play well. I think both defenses are going to struggle to keep these keep the, keep to get these uh, offenses off the field. Um High, I wouldn't say necessarily high scoring, but I would say mid to high, mid high scoring. I'd say in the, I don't really consider the thirties high scoring. I consider forties high scoring. Twenty, your twenty to forty range is your to me is your typical NFL football scoring range. Twenty to forty, that's to me, that's your typical range, especially with the rules now that benefit the offenses. You know, I can't say that something less than twenty points is a typical NFL game anymore. It's offensive. Uh, the rules benefit the offense. Defenses are not allowed to do as much as they want to. Even if a team scores twenty something points, that doesn't mean the defense didn't play well. I mean, that's just the way the the way the NFL is right now. So I'd say your average mid high scoring game twenties to thirties. I'd say closer to thirty than to twenty. I'm thinking maybe like in the thirty one to twenty eight range, or maybe the 35 to 31 range something like that and I think the Packers will get the win I just think I think they'll have the ball last and they'll secure a win uh Packers will make one good defensive play to seal the game or um Aaron Rodgers will be the hero at the end or something like that but I just think they got a little bit more juice I think they just got a little bit more and um yeah that's really what it comes down to because like I said I don't see too much of a weakness in either team um especially coming into this game um but yeah, I'm going to take the Packers in a close win over the Buccaneers. So here's where it gets interesting. And I know people are going to say because, you know, Pat Mahomes is coming out of concussion protocol or he's not out yet, but he's supposed to be and they're pretty sure he'll play on Sunday. Even if he was fully healthy, just the way that these teams have been playing all year and even into the playoffs, I like the Bills. I'm not a Bills fan. But I like how the Bills play. I like everything about how the Bills play. Remember I said early in the season, only thing I was concerned about was Josh Allen. When he breaks out of the pocket and runs, he doesn't protect the football when he's running. Other than that, I mean, passing, running game, defense, like I said, they can play any style. They can win any type of football game. Even if things aren't going their way, they don't panic. They can win a short, I mean, a, a, a low-scoring defensive battle. They can win um, a high-volume high shootout. And um, even if Pat Mahomes is fully healthy, I'd still be picking the Bills in this one. I was thinking it was going to come down to these two teams in the AFC. And even if Pat Mahomes had never gotten the concussion, I would have still picked the Bills. And I'm picking the Bills this time, especially with Pat Mahomes probably going to play, but not going to be 100 percent. 
I just think the Bills are a complete team. They really don't have any flaws. They can run the football. Josh Allen's good with the passing game. They have a star wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. He really loves to use Cole Beasley, uh, like a little slow uh, scat bag running around, like a, a little a miniature slower version of Tyreek Hill or um, who's the guy? Uh, Dion Branch. The first person that comes to mind when I think of Cole Beasley is Dion Branch. And Dion Branch was a little speedy wide receiver that Tom Brady had when he was first winning all his Super Bowls. In fact, Dion Branch was a Super Bowl MVP one year. Um, and I just think like Cole Beasley's that guy. He's that little Dion Branch that are really small, but you know, just, you know, nobody can get their hands on him. It's hard to get your hands on him when he's running around cr- like crazy, not the fastest in the world, but it's a, he's a problem. He's a problem for a defense. And I just think the main thing about the Chiefs, even if Pat Mahomes was never injured, and even if um, the Chiefs offense definitely comes to play with all guns blazing, they're going to have a tough time against this Bills defense. But the Chiefs defense is where I see the kink in the armor. That's where the weakness is. And I think the Bills can exploit that, and I think that they can take advantage of that enough to seal the victory. So because of the Chiefs defense, not the Chiefs offense, regardless if Pat Mahomes is not 100%, I still think the Chiefs offense will perform. You know, it's going to be back and forth. The Chiefs offense might score some, the Bills defense might stop them some. But when it comes to the weakest link, I think it's the Chiefs defense and the Bills offense led by Josh Allen is going to take advantage of that. I don't see any jitters, any big game jitters in this guy, uh, this young guy and Josh Allen. And I think it's the Bills time. So I am predicting the Bills will beat the Chiefs in KC and we will have Bills versus Packers in the Super Bowl. Those are my predictions. And I do appreciate everyone listening. I appreciate everyone hanging with me. I've been having some discrepancies with uh, uh, seeing my on my dashboard, my platform for Anchor. Um, but uh, I trust that um, my faithful listeners are still listening and uh, everything should be um, back to normal eventually because I brought it to their attention. But hopefully, um, so some of the people that I've communicated with, um, I'm not seeing what I need to see yet, but I'm trusting that it's going to be handled, trusting that it's going to be fixed. So again, this is the Valiant with Scout Team Sports. Believe it until you stop breathing. Again, I'm going with Bills over Chiefs and Packers over Bucks for a Bills and Packers Super Bowl. We'll see what happens, and I will get with you next Friday for the recap and predictions for the Super Bowl. Until next time, again, believe until you stop breathing, keep pushing, keep achieving as I am, and never give up for your dreams. That's what I'm doing with this podcast. I'll see you in the next episode. Yeah.